0: And welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. When praying for us today, I just had one scripture that I want to share with you because I believe it's just a simple scripture. It's one of my life scriptures. You know when God gives you a scripture that you memorize and you write it down and it's a go-to scripture. This is one of my go-to scriptures. If you do not memorize scripture, I encourage you to do that. When, you, when you're reading the Bible and a verse pops out to you and it doesn't just go, oh, that's interesting, but sometimes a scripture can go hit you here and just drop into your heart take some time to write it down and memorize it and this is one of the scriptures very simply i want to unpack for you today and it's found in galatians chapter 6 verse 9 it simply says this let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up because we're allowed to let's all read it together Now I'm showing off. You ready? Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I kind of limped into my break, if I'm honest. I I always always give myself two or three days just to de-stress. But after five or six days, when your family are telling you, Why are you so grumpy, Dad? You realise you're a little bit more stressed than you realise, you know what I'm saying? It took me me quite a while to to get my head around that I was on holiday, but I do feel a bit rested. If if you're from Bristol or Canesham, I'm very jealous of your pastors who went to Greece for two weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, very jealous about that. Because some. Two days' sunshine did not seem to do enough for me on a holiday. But at least I got some rest, and I thank God for that. I'm also very proud of our pastors. And I, I know I say this quite a lot, but I get to see behind the scenes of how hard John and Louise, uh, Nathan and Lauren, uh, Mike and Danny, and Chris and Anna, and Liam and Lisa work so hard behind the scenes. Just in a time when and things aren't normal, but they kept things going. Well done, guys. Can we just show some appreciation <laughs> to them? But this is a message that has sustained me in the last 18 months. This is a verse that sustained me. This scripture. Let us not become weary in doing good because at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. So my message today is for those who feel like giving up or for those who've settled for a new routine and don't really want to change during lockdown or you want to move forwards but you're struggling to find the energy to do so or you're exasperated or trapped by the current circumstances, or you have lost your way and cannot see a route forwards. I have these words to inspire and encourage you today. Let us not become weary in doing good, because at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. These are more than Simon Jarvis words. This is a word from the scripture today. Hear me, let these words infuse into your soul today. Let them marinate your chicken wings into a flavor that is wholesome. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Those two first two words let us. Yeah. Let us. You know when you're in a little group and someone goes, oh, let's go to the pub, or someone goes, Oh, let's go to the park. Or let's what they're doing is they're being inclusive. Yeah. It's not someone going, oh, I want to do this. It's someone looking around the room going, let's all go to starbucks yeah. <laughs> there is a reason why i needed you to leave <laughs> let us and those words somehow just capture the room or capture that group and everyone goes yeah let us go and do this it's not a, what i'm doing i don't care what anybody else is doing There is something powerful about the words, let us. Nehemiah said it recently in my devotions. He didn't say it recently because he kind of died a long time ago. But in my devotions he said it recently. He said, let us rebuild the wall. And everybody went, yeah, let's do that. I... If you go into Genesis 11, there's a group of people who aren't doing God's will, who just say, let's build something for our glory. And everybody went, yeah, let's build the Tower of Babel. There's something powerful, whether you do it for God or not, there's something powerful about being together to do something. And I wanna say to us, it's time for the church to get together and say, let us rebuild. Because it is God's promise and God's signpost to the world. God said, if you want to see how wonderful and how beautiful I am, have a look at the church. Oh dear God, help us. So it's clearly not our outward appearance, it's what God has done in our lives that's beautiful. When God gets all that beauty together, he says, let us rebuild the church again so the beauty of Christ could be seen on earth as it is in heaven. The words let us capture God's attention. If you're doing it for his glory, he will build with you. If you're doing it for your own glory, he'll tear it down. But there's power in agreement. It's in the DNA of God. In the first chapter of Genesis, then God said to himself, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us, let us make mankind in our image. And the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit said, Amen. And here we are. Let us. When you start to say, let us, you are letting go of, let me, yeah. and you're starting to go, what can we? Yeah. The power of we is a power of agreement, and unity captures God's attention. What have you been uniting yourself around for the last 18 months? Netflix? <laughs> if we're honest, let's watch another series. <laughs> Let's watch another film that's really boring. It's all the same. We know exactly what's going to happen, but hey, that's another evening ticked off. <laughs> Let us. What's been your focus over letdown? Let down. <laughs> <laughs> I united the room immediately. Come on. I'm changing the words from lockdown to letdown. Have you been united around healthy living or eating and drinking everything you can lay your hands on? (laughs) If you look at my my credit card bill, the amount of times we've just gone to Morrison's or to Asda, we've gone, oh, we haven't got any of that, we'll go to Morrison's. What's that? Usually chocolate. (laughs) Maybe you've been uh, uniting around your family or you took 20 Zoom calls a day and work became your focus. What became your focus in this season? What became your focus? And God's saying, look, let us get a new focus. Let us rebuild something new. Let us. Let's start there. Let's, you see, none of these things are really that bad, but when it becomes your main focus, you are uniting around the wrong thing. Isaiah chapter 1 says, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins were as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Oh, see, you've, you may have spent 18 months, two years, maybe your whole life. Maybe you're in church for the first time. And you've got your focus all wrong. The Bible says... Let's reason together. Let's just get together and chat about this. Though your sins were as filthy dirt, I can make them as pure your life, as pure as snow, as pure as wool. Isn't that wonderful? In one transition, just by going, I'm in. Let us, yeah, let's go. Let's be part of this revolution that Jesus did on a cross 2,000 years ago where he brought transformation to mankind, not because we deserve it, but because he loves us. He loves you. He loves you. And just a simple, simple step of saying, God, I come to you with my dirty rags. He says, I'm going to give you garments of a prince and a princess. I am going to take your filthy rags off you, and I am going to cleanse you and renew you. Why? Because of the let us. Do a partnership with Jesus today, and let him do something fresh in your life. Let Jesus be our focus. Let Jesus be our focus as individuals. Let Jesus be our focus as a church today. Let us fess up and fill up. Fess up. If you confess us your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins. We need to fess up and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit again. Let the Holy Spirit fill you afresh again. You can have a new salvation moment again, and you can have a new infilling of the Holy Spirit moment again all of that's available on tap right now anybody wants, put your hand up and you can have it fess up and fill up in the name of Jesus there's a fresh thing coming towards you let us it says not become weary in doing good another way of saying this is let us find purpose in doing good again I'm bored, oh, I'm so tired of doing the thing. Like God says, find your purpose in why you were born again. Yeah. Find your purpose in doing good again. You were born to be fruitful, and the fruit has purpose. In every, inside every piece of fruit, there's a seed, and every seed has a potential. Find the seed within the fruit and go plant it. If, if you are a piece of fruit... I'm, yeah, we're allowed to say it to people, aren't you? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're looking fruity today. <laughs> if you don't know them, please apologise. <laughs> but inside every piece of fruit is a seed you are a fruity person but God has put seed inside of you stay with me he's put purpose inside of you let us not become weary and good let us find purpose in what we're doing again God has given you gifts and talents we all know that it's how we apply them that's the that's the key isn't it Now, this week, I went and got myself a meal deal from Tesco's. Because I can. And I picked up a bag of Walker's Supreme Prawn Cocktail Crisps. Cocktail Crisps, yes? No? And on the front, it says, grab bag, some sea potatoes we see potential I'm like hello (laughs) hello some see potatoes we see potential I'm like this is going to be good before I opened the bag I read the back it said when you look at a potato what do you see I'm like I've never asked myself that question before Probably just a potato, right? I'm not like, yeah. The crisps are speaking to me. <laughs> well, in 1948, Henry Walker saw potential. I'm like, where's this going? In the small print. With a bite of positivity, he turned his humble spuds into irresistible Walker's crisps. Since then, praise the Lord. <laughs> Our crisps have been providing moments of delicious crunchiness and smiles to everyone in Britain every day. So when life gives you potatoes, make crisps. I'm like, God, you're speaking to me. Like, sometimes we look in the mirror, he goes, we just see a potato. We just see, like, what, God, could you use this? Describe the potato in your own mind and imagination because I haven't got enough time. But if Mr. Walker can see potential in a potato, how much more can God see potential in each and every one of us? How much more? How much more? If you are a piece of fruit, it's not just about how fruity you are. God has given you a seed of potential within you. It is a gift, it is a talent, it's a blessing from God. How you apply it is entirely up to you. You can either go, oh, I'm weary in this. Or you can find your purpose again and start to say, let us get our seeds out there for the glory of God. Doing good comes from abiding good. John 15 says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. You must remain in the vine. Here's the key thing here. Fruitfulness doesn't come by going, oh, I'm going to work harder. Fruitfulness comes from hanging out with Jesus. The branch must be connected to the vine for the juices to flow through you into the fruitfulness that God has created in you. The more you abide, the more you will be fruitful. And the seed will be multiplied, multiplied, multiplied in your life. So let us not become weary in doing good. Because at the proper time, can we just trust God with the timings, please? The Bible says, trust the Lord. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I have learned over the years to realise that my timing, a.k.a. when I want things to happen, is not necessarily when God has deemed it right for me yeah. to happen. If you're a parent, you understand this. When, you, when you're, a child says, can I have this? And you're like, well, I could give this to you because it's within my power to do this but it's probably not the right time. Jack said to me, Dad, can I have a go at driving your car? I'm like, yeah, but not while you're seven. (laughs) Right idea, wrong time. But what I did is I sat him on my lap. We're in a field. This is not on the the M5. (laughs) We were camping at the time. I sat him on my lap and he held the steering wheel and I did all the other gadgetry stuff that goes along with driving. And he drove. And he came running in to see his mum and said, Mum, I drove the car. (laughs) And Ali looked at me and went... He kind of did, but I was looking all after the other stuff. God will train you for your future by allowing you to steer a few things today, right? this is all about training for the future. God has a perfect timing for you. Don't worry about whether things are quite working how you think they should work. Trust the Lord. He is in control. We call it Kairos time. There's a perfect moment where God's going to release it in his proper time. Only a fool throws a seed into the ground and thinks, Where's the harvest? They know you have to wait for the proper time to come together. Ecclesiastes verse 3. It's a beautiful verse. It says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Let us, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Remember, we reap what we sow. We're not responsible for outcomes. That belongs to Jesus. But we are responsible for sowing. Three things just to encourage you to sow, to apply this message. Sow the gospel. Sow the gospel. I've been telling a few people recently that uh, um, I've been... uh, after my swim, there's a jacuzzi and I sit in the jacuzzi and I like I pray, when I get in that jacuzzi I say, Lord let me start a conversation about how wonderful you are in the jacuzzi I forget that I'm just in my swimming trunks and it's almost naked evangelism but we won't go into that but I'm sitting there and the bubbles are good and it's nice and warm and someone comes down the steps and I'm like Could be you, could be you, could be you. Maybe the way I look at them doesn't help in the whole conversation. (laughs) This week, just got chatting to a guy. He's here on holiday. Maybe he's looking in today. I've forgotten his name, but his son's name's Jack. And if you're looking in today, I'm praying for you. He's a farmer down in Cornwall. He said... You've just encouraged me today just to live for Jesus. He says, when I lived in Gloucester, I used to go to a church in Cheltenham. But I want to raise my kids up in the ways of God. We sat in the bubbles. Isn't that wonderful? Talk to Mike. If you're watching Mike, he's from Poland. He asked me to pray for some people. I pray for them. And uh he told his life story to me. In fact, he didn't know I was a Christian. He started telling me about how I needed Jesus, which is fantastic. Like, he did all my work for me. In the end, I went, I'm a pastor. And he went, oh, all right. He <laughs> went to back off a little bit. So the good news, so the good news. God will give you the opportunities. Let the seed come out of your fruitfulness. Sow generosity. Sometimes, when we go through times when it's hard, we get tight. Loosen the purse strings. Go and bless someone today and sow your gifts. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it, Shine. let it, Shine. let it, Shine. let it. Shine. Let it you got less and less enthusiastic. As we went along there, which means I'm going to have to sing it. <clears throat> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, Let it, shine, let, it shine, let it shine. Let it shine. God's given you a light. He set that light in you. He put that fire in you. It doesn't cost much to take your candle and light someone else's. Let your light shine today. Can you hear me? Can you hear what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to stir up God's beauty in you to let it show. And what does the Bible say? We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So don't become weary. Let us not become weary in doing good. Because at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Keep going. If you are breathing you still have purpose. So let us move from survive to thrive and always, always, always live big. Let us Who's in? Let us. Anybody in? Let's not become weary in doing good. Because at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It's been a privilege to speak to you, Canesham, to speak to you, Bristol, to speak to you, Podsmee; to speak to you, Gloucester, today. These are my words of encouragement to you today. God is not finished with you. He doesn't think you're an ugly potato. (laughs) He sees potential in you. And if, if Mr. Walkers can turn potato into crisps, how much more can almighty God take your potential and to turn it into something beautiful again? Just a word for someone. You feel like the potato that got thrown out. God comes to the bin today gets you out the bin and says, putting you back on the table, it's time to shine in the name of Jesus.